Exactly. Let's talk about the prizing. $5,000 on the line, and $4,000 of that is going to the winning team. We've got a surprise because there is a bonus on the table. The player with the highest individual kills in one map will walk away with an extra $500. Now, these players, they are going to be the ones that you see at the top of those leaderboards, those PR records, and maybe we might even be traded to one here today. They found the match. The question is, who's going to come out on top? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into LA Comic-Con. I'm going to be your host today for the $5,000 Bot Lobby Podcast, Call of Duty Warzone 2.0 Comic-Con Clash. One of your hosts, I'm Goge, and I've got Katie Bedford by my side. First and foremost, Katie, how are you doing today? I am a wonderful. I've never been to a Comic-Con. Shame on me, and I'm so thrilled to be here. So thank you to Comic-Con, Activision, as well as Subnation, everyone else for making this a possibility. And hey, we get to watch some amazing Call of Duty here in just a minute. Well, okay, here's the thing. Uh, the title says podcast, and that's right. Katie and I have a podcast. It's called the Bot Lobby Podcast, and we're putting on this event with Activision because we've got some amazing competitors here today to showcase Warzone 2.0. Warzone just came out a couple weeks ago, and our players have been grinding. I know a lot of the players on our stage right now, all four of them have played in tournaments already, and we're excited to host a small tournament here at Comic-Con. We, we've had a blast. We've been setting up for a little while, but we are ready to rock and roll. Now, Katie... We've seen Warzone 2.0. We've seen how it's different. We've seen how it's uh, something to learn. But these players have learned it quickly. Yes. They are some of the best of the best. We have multiple players on the stage who have $100,000 plus tournaments at the top of those earnings leaderboards, have rocketed up in recent times in Warzone as some of the very best competitors in the entire world at this video game. And now they're on stage here to give it a go. The first LAN for Warzone 2. It is. It is the first land for Warzone 2. We're at Comic-Con. We've got an audience. So, hey, if you guys could hear me in the audience, can I get a yell? Can I get a ho oh, yeah? There it is. There it is. All right, it's time to talk to our players so we can get into the game. We're going to start on my left-hand side over here. We're going to talk to my man, Sage. Now, Sage, brother, first and foremost, it's good to have you here. But second of all, you're a CDLR Fortune's Keep winner. You won a $100,000 tournament not too long ago. Tell me how you're feeling about Warzone 2. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. This is about to be a fun game playing against Soka and the boy. Um, this game's actually really good. Hopefully, we can plan out and make the dub out of this. I, I love that. Well, we've got we've got your buddy Base God Xenon over here on the left-hand side. We're going to talk to you guys in a little bit. We're going to go check in with our other team. Let's swing over and have a little chat with none other than Mr. Tupac John. How are you doing? Now, you're a little new to Warzone, but not to Call of Duty, one of the best in Search and Destroy to ever do it, part of Atlanta Phase as a coach. But you are here with your teammate, Hisoka, World Series of Warzone champion. How are you guys feeling today? Very nervous, very nervous. <laughs> you look extremely nervous. Now, Warzone, Warzone 2, you feel like you guys are going to take it in two? Uh, and one and a half. We're going to win so much on the first, and I got to show up for the second one. I don't know. Strong words. We'll have to see how it plays out. <laughs> we'll see how it plays out. Now, I want to tell you guys how this is going to work. If you're not comfortable or with Warzone, you haven't seen tournaments in the past, this is what's called a best of three 2v2 kill race. We're going to pull that form up, up on the screen right now and talk about it because the way this works is a little bit different than maybe a customs, right? It's 2v2. All four players will be loading into a lobby together as a team of four. They will then split and try to slay out that public lobby as fast as they can. 
Yes. Now, if you're lucky, something's going to happen to the other side of that other team. They're going to wipe. Something's going to go wrong. And hey, if you already have more kills, game ends early and you're up 1-0. But here's the thing. We might get a sweep, as you heard from John. It might go to that map three, come down to the wire for these teams. Because while you are getting a guaranteed prize pool, no matter what, even if you aren't able to come out on top, well, you're getting a lot more, Goj, if you take home that dub. Right, exactly. Let's talk about the prizing. Five $5,000 on the line and $4,000 of that is going to the winning team. So we're, we're glad that they're here, but they want that grand prize. That's $2,000 a piece. And of course, if you end up losing, you're still walking away with a little bit. $500 a piece, $1,000 in your pocket. And we've got a surprise because there is a bonus on the table. The player with the highest individual kills in one map will walk away with an extra $500. So a lot of money to be playing for. And look, I've got my bets in my mind, but we're going to let the players play it out a little bit. And then we'll give kind of our suggestions on who we think is going to win this thing. We're going to head back to the backstage. We're going to let the players go ahead and load into the lobby. But when you see us again in just a moment, the game one will be started. And we're going to play maybe three and according to John, maybe two or one and a half. So one and a half. We'll, we'll have to find out. We'll see out. you guys in just a second. We're going to let the players go ahead and load in and get started. Uh, don't go anywhere. We're behind the scenes. We've got our caster booth in the back. The players are loading into the lobby. And we were describing the format as they're getting involved. Look, when we say best of three, this is what we mean. Three maps total can be played, but it's the first right. to two wins. And, and those kills don't carry over. It is based on Correct. each map, right? So if you win that first map, it is completely separate from the second map. None of those kills will carry over. And overall, you're just trying to slay out in whatever you can do in, in those individual maps. Right, and these maps, we talked about a little bit on the main stage, they can be short and sweet 10 minutes if something goes wrong or it can go the entire duration of a war zone map which can be anywhere from 20 to 25 minutes coming down to the very wire now these players they are going to be the ones that you see at the top of those leaderboards those pr records and maybe we might even be traded to one here today but that best of three that's all we got it's short and sweet because there's so much happening here at comic-con and we are so very privileged to be a part of this as well with warzone 2.0 but there we go i think take a look at the screens now go it looks like we are getting into our very first game. Well, I'm really excited about this because we talked about it, right? We've got a World Series of Warzone winner, $300,000 tournament on one side. And on the other side, we've got our CDLR champs with Fortune's Keep, with Sage on the other. And of course, Base God Xenon and Tupac have a ton of experience competing. I would say Tupac, John, he's he's probably got more experience on land than anyone, right? So he's, yes. as much as he was saying he was nervous, he's definitely not nervous. Yeah, he will be, of all the players on the stage, here when you have Sage, you have Xenon, Hisoka, and Tupac. Tupac has been on land. He is familiar with it, both as a coach for a champs winning team and also as a player himself. However, he's a bit more green to the Warzone scene. He is known for Search and Destroy, and he is now trying to take those talents over to a battle royale. But it is a very, very different world that he's going to be living in. But no one better to be getting used to it and getting the ropes than with Hisoka himself, who, as we said, the Caldera Reaper, one of his nicknames, right. a difficult opponent to be up against and an amazing teammate to have. Yeah, Caldera Reaper, Caldera King, whatever you want to say about Hisoka. He's on your screen right now. And look, Hisoka is a dynamic player. Over $70,000 earned just on the last map in Caldera. Really came a come up uh, from Team Diverge right now. And we've got some cool organizations represented. Of course, FaZe with a FaZe Tupac. I'll kind of cycle through a couple of these. And then uh, Team Diverge. We've got a lot of Team Diverge folks in the audience. So shout out to Team Diverge. Hisoka has been great 
grinding recently, but most recently picked up by Team Diverge, a fantastic organization with a lot of Warzone players as they're dropping into the first map. And then, of course, we've got Omit. We've got Sage and Xenon, both a part of Omit, another amazing org with a ton of Warzone players with a ton of earnings. Now, as we're dropping into this first map, Katie, another fun thing to talk about. Last night, Sage and Hisoka were in the grand finals of a small $2,000 tournament, and Hisoka did come out on top. And uh, Sage was playing with his other duo, which is Unveiled, and uh, Hisoka... Maybe a little bit of revenge? Yeah, oh, yeah. They call themselves the Hellboys, and they all work together on tournaments in the past, so it's fun to see them competing. But we're dropping in, and I was going to say the, the hottest drop on the map right now is the middle of the map. It's Observatory, and it looks like... Like most Damn. every player is dropping into observatory. It is always going to be observatory. It is central in that map. Gives you an ease of use. Unfortunately, though, a little bit of trouble here already as pot goes down. We talk about why this is such a hot drop. Well, you assume you're going to come out on top, but it's a hot drop for a reason. You might not make it out alive, and Pock certainly didn't. He will now go to the Gulag, and if you are unfamiliar with that, you have a second chance. He will load into that Gulag, and if he can beat the other team, he will be able to drop into the map. If he can't do it, then it goes on to Soka to get enough money. He will need $4,000 to be able to buy Tupac back to a system. Now we have that gulag going on right now. He's able to get an initial opening. It'll be a 1v1 Pock against one more player on the other side. If he can get that, he will be able to get back to Hisoka and support him as soon as possible. And it looks like he might be in a little bit as well as they are continuing to work their way around observatory and stay alive and get those kills. Now, right off rip, it's not a lot. You have Hisoka sitting with two and John in a never ending 1v1, just trying to figure out where exactly this player is, playing cautious as he does, because you do not want to put that kind of pressure on someone that early, and he Ooh. gets it done. And here's the big thing. Not only does he get one kill in the Gulag, he gets two kills, Goat, which count toward this kill race. Well, I was going to talk about that. We're going to swing over to his teammate, Hisoka, to see how they're both doing. Looks like two kills for John, two kills for Hisoka. And we're actually seeing over the top left-hand corner here, we got Xenon going down out of nowhere. So, going to head to that Gulag as well, and we can see Sage in a bit of trouble trying to evade his teammate and we were talking about the gulag and how important it is we see sage go down as well not only is it important because you can grab two eliminations now in the gulag in the 2v2 format but it is a buffer it allows you to play aggressive early and now hisoka is the only player that hasn't been to the gulag so he can still play fairly aggro now obviously in a bit of trouble because if he does go down katie it's okay, right? Because he can go to the Gulag and get himself back into the lobby, and he will end up falling, unfortunately. So that is a very early drop to the Gulag for all four players. And this is what we like to call when you have Hisoka until he went to the Gulag. It's something we like to call a power play, right? If there's one team with more players active on the map, say the other team has one or two in the Gulag or outright dead, then you have that map authority to move where you want and get those kills, which are then going to be denied to the other team at the same time. Time. Now, Pock back on the map, able to get it down, converts it very quickly into that third elimination. Hasoka, Sage, they are going into theirs right now. We'll see how it plays out. Hasoka, can he get out alive? Xenon was able to follow in Pock's footsteps, make his way out of that gulag. Sage gets the initial shots and breaks armor, able to secure it. Hasoka, we take a look, get some shots over. It is going to be still a 2v2, his teammate alive as well. That adds such a different risk factor here, able Ooh. to get one. If he can convert another one, as well, then that will be four kills to Hisoka and Tupac's team, which will be massive. But hey, he's got to get it done first. 
Yeah, exactly. Now, there is a time limit inside the Gulag. If you haven't played the new Warzone, eventually a Jailer comes out who is a Juggernaut, and it does look like he was able to grab that elimination, will be flying back in. So let's keep rotating perspectives. It looks like Sage won as well. And so you can see the kills coming through. Everybody's sitting around two to three to maybe four for Hisoka. Current leaders, by the way, as we rotate perspectives, is seven for Phase Tupac and TD Hisoka versus a total of five for their opponents. So... Honestly, a tougher start. Now, to be fair, it is Saturday. We've got Saturday morning gamers on, right? And these are Sweats are here. These are, are public lobbies. This could be anybody. This could be you at home. Maybe you're watching the live stream and you're also in this game on accident. Who knows? Anything can happen. But the good news is these are some of the best four players in Warzone history. And they've proven that time and time again in tournaments. I'm really excited to have them here in person at Comic-Con. And so we're going to continue to rotate around and see who's in a bit of trouble. We're going to go over to Xenon as he's continuing looting up. Now, something different about this game here, Katie, um, if, if everybody at home is maybe familiar with the original Warzone, it was like, hey, that free loadout comes in quickly, right? Uh, but in Warzone 2, that's not the case. Uh, you actually have to buy individual primary weapons out of the uh, out of the buy stations, or you can head over to one of those strongholds and you can get your loadout through that. So there's a couple different ways to earn your loadout, but a lot of these players usually favor finding a ton of money and trying to buy their primary and then get to slaying. So uh, you can see now we've got a little bit of some water mechanics here from Xenon uh, and Tupac, who's also headed through the water. Uh, this is one of the new features, of course, of Warzone 2, which is being able to swim, uh, which is a huge boon. Uh, in the past, you would kind of dive into the water and just kind of die because uh, there wasn't water on screen. But now you can swim and actually kind of evade bullet fire uh, and kind of cloud yourself in that water so you can't be shot. But right now, the goal for all four of these players, we continue to rotate, find loot, right? That That is the key to success. And one of those things you're looking for is, is maybe a self-revive, great weapons that you can use so you can win some of your gunfights. But the, the, the key phrase, Katie, cash is king. That is what all the players are constantly talking about because it allows you to buy your primary weapons as well as UAVs. The best place to find cash, by the way, Gas stations. Uh, a war zone too. If you head to a gas station, you're walking out with like ten grand. I don't know how much gas costs in Al Mazra, <laughs> but it's clearly very, very expensive for the amount of money you can find there. And you said it best, right? Take a look. Xenon now with 7,400. All of these players, that sweet spot you want to get to is that $5,000 mark individually because that is how much it is going to cost you to be able to get one of your primary weapons, whether it's your main AR, whether it might be your secondary SMG. Most players are going to get that AR off rip so that they have that in their back pocket. But as you said, you can also work through a stronghold to get that or if you want to, which most people don't, you wait until circle three and that's when you will get that singular loadout, but it's not yours. They fall across the map in a straight line anyone can get to it. So it creates another issue where you might be running head on into competition and maybe gunfights that you're not necessarily prepared for. Now, these players are probably going to be the most prepared on the map. But as we take a get look again, not a lot of kills coming through, still sitting at a 7-5 advantage for Tupac and Hisoka. But an advantage like that when it comes to Warzone is essentially a tie game. It is something that can so quickly swing in favor of the other team. But take a look as well. You've got about 80 players left on this map, 29 teams. So the lobby health is holding for now. But there's so many of those exterior elements that can impact how these players play a map. Where is the circle? Where is that line for the initial drop? How quickly is the lobby dying out? How, how strong is the lobby? These are things that these players are going to know by sheer 
quantity of time spent playing this game. And keep in point, Warzone 2 hasn't been around that long, but they are going to be able to tell by the gunfights they take and all these other external factors what kind of lobby it is and the play style that they are going to need. Because take a look at that. I said, what, a few seconds ago that there's 80 people? 10 people have now disappeared. 70 left in the lobby. Well, it does look like our uh, Hisoka in Phase 2 Punk have grabbed some of their primary weapons. We see Hisoka favoring the Finnick as well as the RPK. Two of the kind of standard weapons right now that a lot of players are using. RPK being an LMG, Finnick being a very fast shooting SMG. Uh, that thing is a bullet hose. The, the problem is when you're fighting four different players like this, these duos may be uh, entering into some of those combats with... Uh, 30 bullets doesn't go a very long way with the Phoenix, so we'll see uh, what happens with Ahsoka if they do run into a full team of four. But something else you'll notice too, like this map, it's moving fairly slow. They're not entering it into a ton of combat. Well, because their opponents haven't either, right? right? It is still a very tight score, so they're realizing, hey, I don't have to fly in every single team. We saw that kind of not pay off for all four of these players. It does look like Xenon is inside of some combat finally and found some uh, opponents. And some of these players do have UAVs in their pocket, and looks like Xenon is able to get the better just barely of their opponent. That will take his kill tally up to three. We're nearly a tie ball game at this point, still six to seven overall. But you don't want to burn those UAVs because no. they're loading into the lobby as a team of four, which means, hey, all four players will get that information. So if you've guessed an area, you think there's a lot of players, you throw up the UAV and you're wrong, your, your opponents are going to have a well, huge Well, that's boom. where it comes into a factor as a power play that we talked about earlier, right? Is that if you have, say, I don't know, Pock Falls and suddenly Xenon and Sage are in this power play, that might be where it's more viable if you want to then use a UAV because you have the man advantage to get more kills during that time frame where the UAV is live than your opponent's nice shots out of Sage able to get one, swipes around, cracks it alongside Xenon. Beautiful teamwork. And it looks like they may very well have taken the lead here. Pac and Hisoka still searching for players to get their eyes on. But Sage now sitting at five. One more than Hisoka. So I do believe that they will take a very minor lead. I believe about eight to seven. I, I gotta say, I do love the the overall build of this map. You've got everything that you could want in a, in a battle royale map. You've got a city. You've got Almazra City, and then you've got these kind of desert wastelands where some of your sniper fire could rain, you know, hellfire from distance because you've got these wide open spaces. But you have that kind of like mix of Caldera with Observatory as well as the mix of Verdansk with the kind of downtown setting. It, it it's really a cool layout of the map, and I think most players have agreed this is one of their favorite maps they've ever played. It's just a matter of hey how do we learn the loot patterns so that we can move even quicker and quicker around the map? Like, I'm thinking back to some of the 2v2s that, that we were able to cast over in Verdansk. It moved about this pace, and mm -hmm. then players started to learn different strategies that would be able to pick up that pace. Learn the public uh, lobby player tendencies so you can kind of track them and guess where they will be. Those are all things that are key to your success in, in a game mode like a 2v2 uh, for a tournament. So, excited to see what the players continually learn. And, and honestly, it, it really is coming down to the public player base to learn how to play the game too because this game's only been out for about two weeks now and so there's still a lot of kind of guessing game that these uh, competitors are having to to take to try to figure out where these players are. Yeah, you're going to see the, the strategy. You're going to see the play styles evolve over time. Now you have Pac going for shots, gets one in the window, snaps to the right, getting hit from the right hard right, though. We'll have to be careful about that. In the meantime, though, Hisoka able to get himself in elimination should make this a tie game once again. We'll have to see if Hisoka can get away from this precision airstrike. Tupac as well, scrambling into the house. Now this is the very house that he was shooting in, so you're going to have to be careful. Do you have the time to do things like re 
reload and play. Timing for making decisions like that so very crucial because if you do it at the wrong time, you will get caught out. You will be down. And once again, you will put that teammate in a stress position. But still, a lot of these players just trying to locate them on the map. You can see that there is also a bounty in the top left. That is something you can pick up around the map that locates another player on another team and you get money for finding them and killing them. But since you're all on the same team here, whoever picks up the bounty alerts everyone else on the other team that there's a bounty as well if they choose to go and try and get it. Now, Tupac laying in wait. They are listening to audio cues that we will not be able to have, but they know that there's a team around here anyway. And something you're going to see that can be very impactful in these gunfights is that purple indicator as he shoots across the way. That means someone has a three-plate vest, the strongest vest you can get a hold of. If you see blue, it means they only have two. And well, if you see an explosion like that, it means you're hitting the floor. Hisoka goes down. Not even a chance for him to get that self-revive off, which means Pac now with only $200 is now put in a position where he has to find cash in an already cash scarce location and map, especially considering we are down to the wire here with only 39 players left and that circle is continuing to shrink. Hisoka, it's going to be in a little bit of a pickle. Yeah, with Hasoka down, that means Tupac is going to have to try to go stabilize his team by reviving, right? He's got to go find enough money to get the revive. He's only got $200 currently and is trying to snag as much loot as he can. And on the other side, this opens up the window of opportunity for Xenon and Sage. It's what I like to call the power play situation. If anybody at home is a big hockey fan, uh, you know what a power play means. Somebody is inside that penalty box. You have man advantage. Get on your horse. Go, go try to find a goal. It's the exact same concept in 2v2s. Hasoka is down. Tupac is having to play slower because he needs to revive his teammate, which means it, you can have Xenon and Sage fly around the map to try to find as many eliminations as possible when they've got that man advantage. It's a total of eight to, I believe, seven on the other side. Hisoka was sitting at four before he went down. Tupac still, maybe actually five. So it is eight to actually eight. It is a tie ball game currently. Um, Tupac's currently sitting at three. We've got Hisoka at five, but is down and out. So we'll pull up his perspective again when he is able to get revived. Uh, Tupac is up to $3,200 as well as Sage and Xenon continue to rotate around the map to try to find a eliminations and this map is dying fairly quickly it looks like there's only a total of 36 players left in this lobby as sage has found a few enemies on his sites and this is going to get really dangerous because Tupac, the longer it takes him to find that money, the longer it's going to give to Xenon and Sage, who are currently in those gunfights. And a down comes through. If they can convert that down into an elimination, it will be Xenon and Sage with a one-kill lead. And Pac, in a tough spot, ideal world, he finds a kill, gets the money off that body, keeps, keeps things even, and then can successfully get himself over to a buy station. But... Well, he has to find someone first, and this is where things can get so very frustrating for a player because it is not a resource like it used to be in Caldera or uh, Verdansk when it comes to cash. You are going to be looking in every little place you can to hopefully try and find it. And well, he hasn't been able to find it. Yes, nice down from Xenon will be able to convert that. Now that will be an elimination advantage for Xenon and Sage Pox still in the looting simulator. And well, unfortunately, actually, there we go. We'll be able to find the cash. We'll head right toward the buy station that's in front of him. Also a loadout nearby, but you're going to have to be careful because someone else may be there. Now it's going to be Xenon in a bit of a heater. He was at three for so very long. Now up to six alongside Sage. We'll put them at 11 kills here to roughly eight. 
Well, we can finally see Tubak able to grab that redeploy for Hisoka. So flying back into the map, here's our total kill tallies. We've got Phase Tupac at three eliminations. We've got TD Hisoka at five eliminations for a total of eight. And on the other side, we've seen Xenon and Sage pick up a few in the downtime for a total of 11. Six for Xenon, five for Sage. So a three-kill advantage with a total of 34 players left in the lobby. You can see that third circle is starting to close. Loadouts are going to be flying in. There's a chance you could grab some of your weapons, but right now it's have the right weapons, have that cash, and keep flying around this map. You've got to find eliminations quickly as our circles begin to close. It's going to be a mad dash for the final few eliminations if we go all the way down to the final minute in this first map. And this can be really stressful if you're in the position of Hosoka and Tubak. Now you're only down by a handful of kills, so it's a very workable one, but you're going to potentially get into a position where you need something to go wrong for the other team on top of you getting those kills to really make it a viable comeback. Now I say that there's 35 people left in this map this is anyone's ball game but you're spending a lot of time just trying to locate them and also we talk about those uavs right so those uavs can potentially benefit your opponents as we get a nice down out of tupac Hisoka there to follow up they know there's going to be a rest of the team nearby but when we talk about those uavs they are also an extremely scarce resource but sage doing something very important right now sage actually trying to take some of those kills and he's able i think to get at least one steal it away from tupac and Hisoka. he does now i believe it will be nine to twelve in favor of xenon and sage but not only are those uavs expensive they are rare they benefit your teammates it means on a map like this, it is going to be much more difficult to just find those high-density areas where you will be able to get into those consistent gunfights, those consistent engagements. But now it is 12 to 10, a two-kill game. 32 left in this lobby. And keep in mind as well, something we haven't quite talked about yet is that, yes, this is a team of four, but these teams are doing duo quads. They are always going up against teams that have doubled the amount of players, which is a testament to the level of skill they have to be able to do that, to make a living being here at Comic-Con and consistently taking down these teams. Yeah, you know, it's funny to talk about some of the strengths of lobbies as well. Sometimes when you're in a, a lobby that's a bit easier, uh, solo quadding or duo quadding, really not that difficult. But when you're in a lobby like this, where it is scrapping for every single elimination, there's not a lot of times in our career, Katie, that we've casted over a 2v2 tournament like this, where we're down to the fourth circle with the zones now splitting, one of the new features of Warzone 2, and uh, all four of our players are still on single-digit eliminations, right? And so you're going to start seeing some of these kind of scrappy strategies come out, like all four players playing nearby each other, trying to steal each, other kill, uh, each other's kills, and it all comes down to whoever gets that final blow and does enough damage for it to kind of go towards their tally. So you can see they were all fighting together a moment ago. Now they're trying to split up slightly, and looks like Sage is found now six eliminations total looking for his seventh and you can see some of the other players getting involved you've got xenon on your screen taking the fight from a different angle with a vehicle so they can continue to rotate and then down here we're going to continue to switch to hisoka and tupac they're shooting some of the same players just from a different angle and they're trying to find those elims and try to fly in with their parachutes before the other duo can get the kill so the total tally now it looks like sage and xenon have found more eliminations they found two more to be 11 exact to 14 it looks like a total of 14 to 11k doing that quick math. Tupac still on five.
Ahsoka on six currently on your screen. I gotta say, the, the dual pistol build, by the way, incredible at close range. The only issue fun is to that play with, rage Not fight. fun yeah. to play against yeah, yeah. is the greatest way to say that. Now Xenon has found another, and it's going to be eight and seven for them, so 15 for Xenon and Sage. And something to keep in mind that seems to have been giving them this edge is that they have been utilizing those vehicles to get over terrain and move from point to point in a faster fashion than what we're seeing out of Tupac and Hisoka. Maybe that pacing issue might be adjusted in the second map once we get there, but still a very close game with 21 other players in this lobby. I believe about nine other teams. And this is also where things can get scary. You talk about terrain, right? You don't necessarily want to be fighting your way up a hill because you are not going to have that height advantage. Now, a lot of the terrain and similarly to Caldera and actually Verdansk that Sometimes in these situations, having the low ground may be more beneficial because that player above you that you might be trying to eliminate has to so overextend, even see you, that they completely expose themselves. But again, it just seems like Tupac and Hisoka, the pace slightly slower than what is being set by Xenon and Sage. And if something doesn't change fairly soon for them, well, that is going to be a map number one going Xenon and Sage's way. And funny enough, too, like you can't always predict those final circles, but we're actually back to where we started. This is Observatory. This is where they hot dropped at the very beginning, and it was, it was hot at the very beginning because all four players went down and went to their gulag, which really slowed down the overall pacing of this game. And now we're back in one of our final circles inside of Observatory. So I'll be curious to see where this ends up. Observatory has quite a bit of verticality, which means our final couple circles will be very, very slow. It does look like Ahsoka has found one in his sights, but isn't able to pick it up quickly enough. Now with the RPK in hand, as long as he's got a bit of sightline, especially hits a few headshots, he's going to find that elimination quickly. And it does look like he's actually able to grab that kill with Tupac's help. So that will go to his tally to take him up to seven. Sage and Xenon still trying to traverse their side of the map. Looks like they're in an encounter as well. We're going to try to find Sage here in the smoke with Xenon playing together. Now, Xenon goes down out of nowhere. High ground position taken over by Sage means he should be able to win this gunfight if the player overpeaks. With Xenon with that, it looks like a self-revive in hand. He's able to get up off the ground. Sage just providing that covering fire with the smokes in hand to try to stay alive. And it doesn't look like Xenon's going to be able to do it. He's in the fight. Somehow still up. I think the smoke shielded him from his opponent. And he's going to use that drill charge through the wall to try to give himself a bit of cover and maybe address this fight from a different angle. The fact that Xenon has stayed alive at all is a testament to Sage with that overlook position to give him the time to get that revive. But winning that gunfight, forcing that player to back off in the smoke. But Xenon, he has to be very careful because if you look, he has no plates to use. Not only is he no plates, but he needs to go back to Sage to be able to plate up here and try and reassess that fight. I do believe if I take a look, Pac still sitting at five, Hasoka at seven. So I believe it's still a plus three here for Xenon and Sage, but they are spending a long time dealing with this house. They flush these players out. Finally, they try and rotate away, but with the storm at your back, there is nowhere you can go except into the barrels of Xenon and Sage. They will pick up those kills, which could potentially be the dagger here for Pac and Hosoka, because again, they are just trying to find people and they are seeming to struggle to do so. Sage, now with 12 eliminations and that's where you begin to pull away. It is going to be 19 to I believe 14 here. You could still get it done. There's enough people in the lobby, but Xenon and Sage cannot be given any more kills if Pac and Hazoka want a chance. Barely enough people in the lobby is a, is a great way to put it. And So I, I will commend Sage 
in Xenon for really the way they played that last last encounter. They addressed the fight. They caught got caught in a bad position. They were able to smoke their way out to get to high ground and then just played patiently enough to hold those players who were being pushed in by the gas. Now, Tupac and Hisoka are trying to split slightly to find a few el- eliminations. Tupac saw one in his sights to his left, but probably has some call-outs here or pings from his teammates saying, hey, there's somebody behind me. I got to be careful. Don't want to get caught in the crossfires of a couple players. Pac is able to grab a knock from nice distance, shot. a massive down for Pac, but they essentially have to find every single one of these last few eliminations in order to win this map. Now, it is a best of three. They could go down early, 0-1, and maybe pull that reverse sweep, but with Pac in trouble, Hisoka's going to come in and clean up both of those eliminations. That'll take Hisoka up to 10. It's 17 total to 19. Only down by two, Katie. This is coming down to the wire, and it looks There's like... There's three other players. Yeah, yeah they're Pac down by and two. and Hisoka need every single one if they want to take this. They will need at least... Those three, and there you can see Pac able to get one over the wall, going for it, knows someone's close by, gets at least one. There you go. The down comes in. Make it eight for Tupac as they try and close the gap. So desperately, there are only, there's only one other player now. I'm not sure who that other kill went. If it was to Xenon and Sage, it might do it for them if that's the case, Coach. Yeah, it is very, very close. I believe it's an 18 to 20 games. So unless this player is able to get a revive somehow, it doesn't look like there's a buy station. I do believe map one has gone in the favor of Xenon and Sage, and it went all the way down to the final minute. I have been incredibly impressed with all four players, and it looks like they are able to grab the final elimination. They are able to grab the victory. Very, very well done. Uh, I Look, I, Katie, let's uh, let's talk about that last game. They're, they're going to be loaded back into that lobby shortly. we got to get game number two yep. underway and keep it going, but it wasn't surprising to see a end of the game victory for all four players, but it was a very scrappy game. Like right. I was saying before, there's not a lot of times where you see in the fourth circle four of the best Warzone players in the game and single-digit elims. Right. I mean, we barely cracked sing- a single digit for even two of the players by the very end of the map. When I think uh, the key part for me, I think really the determiner of that map was the moment when Pac was stuck in that looting simulator. It took him so long to be able to get Hisoka back. And that's that's not a him thing, right? That's the map. That's the loot density. That's the state of the circle, how far you win the game. The longer you spend there, the more time you are giving for Xenon and Sage to move around the map and farm. I think you also couple that in with the fact that we saw a little more vehicle usage to get from various locations, from Xenon and Sage. They were consistently doing a great job of positioning themselves in front of that storm as it came in, flushing players out of buildings and picking up very easy kills. So well done, but hey, a close game like that, a two-kill game, that is nothing. So I think at this point, look, there's no blowout, Goge. I'm very excited to see yeah, what it's, happens. It's going to be tight. And you got to say, we talked about the strength of lobby. It was everything, and they all learned it quickly. They were punished for it as well, right? They went to observatory, they dropped hot, and all four players players went to the Gulag early. Now, all four players, I do believe, picked up two eliminations in the Gulag. So if you start talking about our overall totals, that's a massive, massive boon. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we're seeing a lot more in these 2v2s is that every time you head to the Gulag, you want to not only win your Gulag to get back into the map, but you also want to try to grab both of those eliminations as your individual self and kind of steal them away from your teammate who's trying to help you out to, to get out of that Gulag. Well, on top of that as well, something of note, I think that was maybe that third pivotal point for me, aside from vehicle usage from Xenon, 
Xenon and Sage, and of course, Pac being in that looting simulator, was the moment when you had Xenon pushed into that house. Sage was in the Overwatch position and Xenon gets down. Sage is able to give that suppressing fire so that Xenon has time to self-revive, get up, and somehow, in all that chaos, play his life despite having no plates, get back to Sage and move toward the rest of the map yeah. at the very end. And I think if Xenon dies there, that map goes to Hisoka. And yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I would love to show the stage over here if we can and see how the, the boys are doing up on stage because, look, they've been playing fantastic all the way through and we really appreciate Comic-Con for hosting us. Uh, LA has been a blast. So excited to be here. But we, we've also got a sign language translator on, this, uh, on the scene. We've got an audience out in the open. I know the Team Diverge guys are out there cheering on Hisoka. I would love to hear the Team Diverge guys yell out for yeah, me to see, see if we could hear it. But a huge, there they are, a huge win from Sage and Xenon in map number one. Feeling pretty comfortable, excited about this next map. Now, the thing for the audience that we need to make sure that they're all aware of, right? This is technically match point. Yes. And that's the thing that is so important. This is a best of three. Right. If Sage and Xenon come out extremely hot in this second map, Katie, we could be done and dusted. It could be yes. over already. Now, of course, Ahsoka, Tubak, going to come out with a fire. Ahsoka, World Series of Warzone champion. We've already talked about him. Over $70,000 earned just on Caldera on the last map. Was top seven overall earned in the entire game. So they've got the ice in their veins. It's certainly doable. It's just a matter of, hey, how do we execute when things go awry? How do we get back super quickly? That is, like, I think the regain potential of this game is much, much harder. So the question yes. becomes, what happens next? Like, how do we get back into the lobby as fast as humanly possible? I agree. And I think, again, there's something of note as well is that it was almost more beneficial that Xenon and Sage died at the same time at the start of the map because they got back at the same time. There wasn't this staggered... Tupac going, and then by the time Tupac gets back, Hasoka gets down. And sometimes it can work either way. It's usually a flip of the coin and very situational. But in that one in particular, it definitely benefited Xenon and Sage. And keep in mind as well, actually, Sensei, you've noticed it's a double gulag, right? You have a teammate with you. It could be another random person on the map. It could be someone who just killed you. Or it could potentially be... Hasoka and Xenon, or Sage and Tupac. And well, they're on different teams, but they could still get paired together. Best case scenario, you get paired with your actual teammate. You are able to coordinate, have those comms, and again, get those very two precious kills in that gulag. But here we go. Goach said it. This is match point. There is only one best of three. So if we get lucky, if we get treated to the excitement, the high intensity of a map three, Hasoka and Tupac will need to come out on top here. Now they're trying to take a look where exactly you want to go. There's some hot drops. You can go Hydro is going to be one of them. And it looks like that is going to be the location for all four of these players. If you don't want to go somewhere like Observatory or perhaps uh, my favorite, the Yum Yum Cafe down there by High Rise. <laughs> sure. And I want to note that we do have the score on your screen. It is 0-1 on the side of Hasoka and Tupac. Now, for, for all intents and purposes, from the scoring side of things, as we find a few eliminations earlier, at least trying to, uh, it's going to be 0-1 all across the board on all four of the screens, which means, hey, the right-hand side is currently winning if you're looking at the stage, which is base god Xenon and Sage. So this is stage right, which is what we're talking about, or I guess house right, whatever whatever the terminology is. But regardless, Hasoka's finding a few eliminations early, has found a not knock, looking for a second, is playing hyper-aggressive at the beginning, and this is what's going to take to win a 2v2. 
And that's a great way to start it. You start off rip, take a look, Hasoka. You got to be mindful as well, though. You get those initial weapons, and you got to be careful because they only have so much ammo, and you have to find more AR ammo with that LMG as you go around. But now that is not great, not what you want to see from Sage. He will not have a self-revive available to him. Xenon going to try and play it up and try and get that revive off. While in the meantime, Hasoka and Tupac are going to continue to try and push forward to find those kills, give themselves a little bit of breathing room as they try to get in. They know someone one has been nearby, but a nice move there from Xenon to keep Sage alive. You don't want someone to go to the Gulag that early on, because again, with this many players in the lobby, over 130, it is a much higher opportunity for Pac and Hisoka to find those kills while you have to sit there, kind of sit on your hands, wait for your teammate, hopefully, to make it back to you. Xenon, though, in a bit of trouble again. They just seem to not be able to get away from these pesky players. Now, best news you're going to see from Sage gets that broken armor. Xenon's going to push forward, try and convert that into a down will be able to do so without too much trouble, especially when you shoot someone in the back. But unless you get shot in the side, able to scramble away again, puts down at least one mine, but only has a plate to work with. Yeah, and I was love that we got to see kind of Sage's perspective of that because he was able to cover uh, Xenon, right? They were able to work together and find a few eliminations. You can see those kills coming up on the kill feed. Xenon able to find two total and Sage is on one. So a total of three on the side of the Omit team. Now on the other side, we've got Tupac already found two and Hisoka on one as well. So a tie ball game as per the usual at this point, Katie. This has been a very close match all the way through. I can only imagine we're going to see a lot of the same. So yes, you want to wish that kind of untimely demise on your opponents, but you would also like to fly around this map much quicker than the last map. Now that our players are maybe a bit more comfortable in their seats on our stage, maybe they'll get a faster pace going. We'll see that double-digit map much, much sooner. Hosoka does have over that 5,000 mark, 6,600, could potentially be considering a buy station to go pick up one of those main weapons, which can make such an impact on a fight. Now, the ground loot in Almazra is Excellent. It is great. You can certainly hold your own in gunfights, but there's going to be a comfortability factor there when you have your own gun with your specific attachments, with your specific tuning in your hand when you're going into these fights. Now, Hasoka will need to scramble away, Ooh. able to get one, though, and call it a team wipe. That means just like that, it'll be five kills now for Hasoka and Tupac to three from Xenon and Sage. But hey, we saw a very similar early start in terms of scoreline in the first map. And, well, it was Xenon and Sage who came out on top. So we'll see if that holds true. Ahsoka finds another one, and this is where you start to get comfortable. Goad, you said it, right? You're in a new setting. You're at Comic-Con. You're on a stage. New computer. Everything is different. Sometimes you just need that map to start feeling a little bit more comfortable in what you are doing. But great job. Great oh, communication. Gosh. Flies around the corner just as that player comes out, flushed out here. And they're able to lock it down. Beautiful job from Pac and Hisoka to play around each other. And that is such an important factor when it comes to Warzone. Do you have that chemistry with your teammate? Can you play around each other effectively? But at the same time, we have to take a look as well at Sage, who is doing the bomb disposal. This is what we talked about, right? When it comes to a stronghold, you can go in, you have to kill a bunch of AI, and let's let's be clear here, we've all been down by an AI. These are, are not <laughs> anything, yourself, anything to sniff at. I know you have too, but I'll, I'll, I'll go with it for now. Sage, he has to 
get rid of that bomb, and then he gets the loadout, and that is huge. Now, Xenon also fighting for his life right now with five kills. Yeah, that's the thing. I want to swing over to Xenon's perspective because, yes, Sage is fighting a bunch of AI, so the things he's killing right now, they don't do anything for him. Xenon, though, uh, when you start starting, when you start the stronghold, everybody's denoted that, hey, uh, somebody's doing a stronghold. You can come get your loadout here. We see Sage actually falling inside of the stronghold. I don't know if it was a person or an AI. I don't know, but it doesn't matter because Xenon is cleaning up house. They're using this stronghold as a bait, and Xenon has yes. found overall six eliminations already early in this map. If you remember to the last map here, Katie, uh, look, they were at these numbers like 15 minutes from now yes. in this map. So uh, this map is go going much quicker. We're seeing players fall left, right, and center. Hasoka goes down and actually gets cleaned up. It does look like Sage is able to crawl out to Xenon. The AI usually don't finish you when they you're down. So you, no. maybe Sage got overwhelmed by the amount of AI around him, able to grab that res, and they're going to stay up. Hasoka, well, you could so see he was already giving up. He right, knew the right. moment that player was going to push him. He wants to get to that Gulag as fast as possible because the seconds you save here can make all the difference. But now it is going to be roughly 12 to 8 in favor of Hisoka and Tupac. They have doubled their lead of two previously now to four, but this is also something that caused them trouble last time. Hisoka will have to sit and wait in this gulag, and it can be very, very stressful for them because the longer you sit there, well, the more time you are wasting while your teammate is in that 1v2 situation. But now the shots come in nice down from them out of Sage and Xenon as Pac continues to work his way around. Does have the money. If something goes wrong here for Hisoka, in the Gulag. Pac will have the money to be able to buy him back. Does actually have a buy south there on the minimap that he can get to without too much difficulty. But you can tell he's listening, trying to figure out exactly where these players are. Because the last thing you want to do as Hisoka goes into his Gulag is fall at the same time. Yeah, let's go check out Hasoka's Gulag. He is currently our kill leader with eight eliminations already. If he's able to grab both of these over his teammate and get out of this Gulag alive, he will be the first to double-digit elims in this map, which is obviously much quicker than the first. They've gotten comfortable. They're locked in. Hasoka finds one. Weeks one, grabs it. That's nine. Looking for his tenth. No problem at all. How about a headshot? One shot, one kill. Pistol elimination. Hasoka's flying right back into the map, and I believe it was awarded to his teammate because they were so low, so a total of nine. Hasoka and Tupac at 13 total, with Sage and Xenon looking like, with Sage achieving his fourth, 10. So a total of 13 to 10. Hasoka, Tupac trying to even the tally 1-1 overall in our best of three series, but they're going to have to keep up this pace because we know what Sage and Xenon can do when they start getting some momentum on their side. Now take a look at Xenon. You can see it in the top left of the screen. It's going to be on anyone's screen, no matter who we go to, but we'll swing over to Xenon right now. He is being hunted. We talked about the bounty in the first map. Well, this is what happens when you have a bounty on you. Now this can be great news if a team is going to push you because if you're better than them, well, hey, you're going to be able to farm all of those kills. But now Xenon, as they fly around, you can see that stronghold is complete. You can see that yellow indicator. That is now their loadout. They have their guns. And it's not just their guns. It is also their perks. And those give you a massive advantage on the map. Yeah, and you can tell they're finding a ton of elims. These are all AI. They, they are very hard to delineate between AI, by the way, and real people. Really, the only discrepancy is usually movement. The bots kind of move a bit slower and a li little bit more uh, static. So they're finding a couple kills, but all they're doing is just getting extra loot on the ground should they want to go loot up those players, which is why you still see them at 10 total eliminations. And 
And on the other side, you do have Ahsoka and, and Tupac still at that 13 as well. So th- we've gotten past the, the beginning of the game, Katie. We, I, I usually separate Warzone into three different zones of activity. You've got the early game, you've got the mid game, you get the late game, obviously. The two hot zones are the early game and the late game. The mid game, it's what it's really an open playing field. It's, it's Microsoft Paint. You can just go in there and do whatever you want in there and you can make something happen. The question <laughs> is, what are you going to do when you're trying to play for $5,000? Because that middle game is going to completely zap all of your momentum if you can't grab a vehicle like Ahsoka and maybe you splatter one for an elimination to get your double-digit elims. This is what you want to do when you're playing 2v2s. You want to fly around this map and get as many eliminations as possible, and it is very, very difficult when you're in that middle game, and there is a ton of map to work with with not a ton ton of players. Pac was able in the meantime to finally get his fifth, but it will cost him his life. Gets the broken armor, but there's no way you're winning that situation anyway, considering you have two teammates pushing you at the same time. He will head to his gulag, but Hasoka, a great use of that car earlier, as we saw, to get that kill. Xenon and Sage continuing to move around the map and do what they can. Now, Xenon still sitting on six. They will be 10 kills for Xenon and Sage to the 15 of Hasoka and Pac. And while we saw Hasoka get one in the gulag earlier on Pac now an opportunity for him to get two more and that could be extremely crucial that is how you're going to get the most value of going to the gulag because you're sitting here you're wasting time you're waiting 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 and well you hopefully will at least be able to come out with two but now we look at Hasoka, a beautiful down gets the play throws out the akimbos but can't turn fast enough this is now a must win situation for Dubok. if he loses this gulag that means that xenon and sage will have to just get six kills to be able to win this and take it 2-0. Now he's all on his own. Tupac in a 1v2. He has that. I'm not something that I am going to want to deal with in a gulag. And he's playing this very safe, but he gets the stun coming in. He gets one, goes for it, able to break the armor, but he flies around, gets one. Where is the teammate? If he falls here, it's all over. And Tupac goes down. The tacticals cost him in the gulag. Cannot turn around fast enough. And an unfortunate gun to be working with here. But that now does mean that I believe it was what? Either 16 or 17 roughly for Hasoka and Tupac. So now Xenon and Sage, they do not. It, it will be that 16. All they need to do is get three more kills and this is all over. Yeah, okay. So I, I want to make sure we're all aware, especially as Xenon finds his 11th elimination. You can see that scoreboard pop up for just a moment. The total score is 11 and 4 for Sage and Xenon with 15 total kills. On the other side, with Tupac grabbing that one elimination in the Gulag, that takes their total up to 16. They're done. They're out. They're not going to be bought back, which means it's Xenon and Sage. All they have to do is tie with one elimination or win the entire best of three series with two eliminations. That's all she wrote. We're done. That's one best of three. Two up, two down if Xenon and Sage can find two eliminations. So when we start talking about strategies here, no longer do you want to fly around this map. You want to get to the God spot. You are trying to find two kills and two kills only. Only There's no reason the to take the risks. Exactly. You do not have to take the play. And here we go. Sage with a down. Snaps to his right. Finds one. Goes for the confirmed kill. A smart decision. Gets a million hit markers in, but not yet quite able to convert it here. And there we go. Sage. It finally comes in, and he it's knows tied. there's a player to the right. You only oh. need one more. Broken armor. Turns around. Might get an audio cue that someone was nearby, but he's going to push forward and try and secure this. But it's going to be Xenon who calls in. He gets the 
down. He calls in the streak on top of it to confirm the kill. And if that comes in, then it is all over. It is all over, Xenon. 12 kills as he gets downed. He doesn't even have to worry about it because this is a 17-16 to 16 victory for Xenon and Sage. Wow. A 2-0 victory here at Comic-Con's first ever Warzone 2 tournament. And they did it in a close fashion. Both of these games coming down to the wire. There was not a blowout to be seen. Just minor moments, minor mistakes, minor decisions that really tipped it in their favor. Unbelievable. It came down to just one or two eliminations. Almost tossed it away. Katie, we got to head back to the stage and talk to our contestants. Don't worry, folks at home. Don't go anywhere. We're not done yet. We might have a little extra surprise at the end. So we'll see you up on the stage in just a moment. They're smiling and for good reason in a 2-0 in very close fashion. Xenon and Sage are able to get it done. It seems like maybe the CDLR champion side of things coming out on top here. And we talked about it. Perhaps a bit of revenge for Sage over Hisoka. Uh, that, that's the thing that I was I'm impressed with. Of course, everybody played fantastic. It was it was a blender. I got to say, that's the word we usually use in Call of Duty. It was a blender on both sides. It was tight lobbies. They were very aggressive early. A lot of hot drops, but ultimately Sage and of course base god Xenon were able to pull it out. Very close at the end with that airstrike, confirming yes that elimination in order to actually grab the victory. So we'd love to welcome up our winners, Sage, Base God, Zeno. Come up on stage really quick. We've got a quick interview we want to do with you. Now, hey, Hasoka, Tupac, we're going to talk to you guys in a second. Don't worry, we're not done yet, all right? We're not done yet. All right, come up here. We'll put you guys up here with us. Hop into the middle. Huge congratulations to Sage and Xenon. You guys are walking away with $4,000 as a duo, $2,000 a piece. I mean, I got I to gotta lob it up with the easy question. How you feeling? Good, good. I mean... I had a problem where I couldn't hear anything at all when I was playing. I didn't know if anybody was next to me or anything. I had to scream at him to find out if I'm fighting something or not. But, you know, if like it's kind of like they have the same issue. So we have to play smart, which is like just stay alive and we just find out what happens. And we got blessed. We got, we got really lucky staying alive, playing each other's res. He got my res twice in a row and we popped each other's use because that's the only leverage you can have with no audio. Yeah, no, that's a great call. Great call. So how different is it for you? Because, correct me if I'm wrong, have you, have you played on land before? And how often? You have? Not for Warzone. So, okay, first, first Warzone land and at Comic-Con, no less. But what is it like for you when you're sitting in a new space? Everything is different. It's not going to be your setup at home. Do you get nervous at all? Do you have any jitters? Um, it definitely feels different at first, but um, it took us a while to get used to it. But then we, we were able to come out on top. And what was that clutch moment for you? Because I want to talk about map one. You were down at that house toward the very end and you get down. Sage is playing this overwatch position for you. You're able to self-revive. And then it just seemed like you were in a blender from hell and somehow you survived that. So do you think that was one of those moments that defined that map win? Oh, hundred percent. That was all him as well. Like if he wasn't there, I would have died hundred percent. We would have lost the map. It would have been over. Yeah, I, I was very impressed with your team chemistry. Both sides actually had to play together pretty much all the way through Almazra. And that, that happens a lot, especially with a new map with players that could do crazy things. Well, final question for you. I got to let you have some shout outs, right? Like you got to shout out some people at home. You guys played fantastic all the way through, but it was a tight match. So shout out some people at home. Who, who you got to shout out? And then also tell people where they can find you. You got you to shout yourself out because you guys played fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I mean, I want to shout out my family, my brother, my mom. Uh, all the hell boys, my boy Soka, GG's bro, I love you bro, always. Um, stream, EM Sage, always streaming 13 hours a day, grinding, grinding, grinding. My boy Base God. Yeah, hit it. Appreciate it, yo. Yeah, I, 
shout out me, Base Guy Xenon on Twitch. I appreciate you, Goat, and you, Katie, for the opportunity. And shout out to our opponents as well. They're, really, they're dogs. Heck yeah. Well, both of these guys and, of course, our other two stream all the time on Twitch. You can go find them at their own accounts. And I think they're all live right now for this broadcast as well. Yes, so we are. So go check them out. Now, Katie, we've got something very exciting. You guys can go take your seats really quick. We're going to talk about something because, gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. I'm it's a, you it's guys, not over. Yeah, you guys can yet. stay over there. We'll pan the camera in a second. Look. Everybody came and they're going to win a little bit of money. Of course, $4,000 going to this side. But we've got something special. With a 2-0 sweep, we got time for another game. So we're going to get involved. We're running a 1v1v1v1. All four players loading into the lobby at the same time. They're going to split. They're going to do whatever they can. And the one player, just one, that walks away with the most eliminations in that game will walk away with an extra $500. So our total prize pool, if it was $5,000, it's actually $5,500. So boys, you guys can start loading into that lobby. Make sure you're getting queued up because we're not done yet. We got one more game of Warzone to be played. One more game, no more teammates, no more friends. You are all on your own as we load into these quad maps. I cannot wait to see this. This is a format you're almost never going to see, and I'm so excited we get to do it here because not only do you see their talents as teammates, but now you're going to get to see them shine in one of the hardest ways you can possibly play Warzone, 1v4 in those quads. Right, exactly. You're, you're playing solo quads, right? So you're not talking to anybody, and you're trying to fight potentially an entire team of four by yourself. You're going to see some of the micro strategies we already saw, which is, hey, I'm going to go play next to some of my teammates, or my opponents in this case, and, and try to steal some of their kills. How do I grab that last knock? and do enough damage to where that kill goes to me, and then I can separate and go do something else, right? And, and also, can I read the map better than my, my teammates? Like, that's the thing that we saw across the board. It looked like Sage and, uh, and Base God Xenon were able to read the map maybe slightly better in certain circumstances in order to get that victory. Ultimately, it only came down to one or two eliminations. I can't imagine it's going to be any different in a 1v1v1. I would not be surprised to see a situation where there's a nine kill to eight kill, maybe even to those double digit marks, which is usually the mid-teens that we're actually seeing these players end in. But I agree, it's going to be so different for them because they do not have teammates to rely on. And now instead of a duo working together against another duo, they are all on their own against the entire lobby and everyone else in their team. But hey, it's $500 in your pocket. And if you are on the losing side of things, if you're on Hosoka and Tupac's team, well, you might still be potentially walking away with $1,000 in your pocket, which is a good way to go down. All right, it's a good way to go down indeed. So we're going to let the players load into the lobby. We're going to head to the back of the stage. We need to get this game started, so don't go anywhere. We're going to get this last game, $500 on the line. Just a second. We are back, and uh, the final map is here. We've got yes. time for it, which I'm really excited for. Again, huge congrats to our winners. I mean, let's talk about it. We had $4,000 going to their pockets. Of course, John and uh, Hisoka will be walking away with $500 apiece. We wanted to thank them for coming out, but now they have a chance to win $500 for themselves. Right. So uh, cut all ties to your teammate. It's time to slay out by yourself. I mean, Katie, we talked about some of the keys to success already, but mm -hmm. in a 1v1v1v1, this is not a format we do often. Like, right. is there certain things that some of these players are going to have to do that they're not as used to in, in a 2v2 setting? Well, I, I have a curiosity. We see this sometimes in, in 2v2s and in customs as well, but oftentimes you might have a situation where you try and steal kills from the other team, right? We actually saw Sage doing something very similar in map one and was able to successfully take a kill away from Tupac and Hisoka. And that might happen, maybe be a bit more prevalent here in this map since it's a free-for-all, that you might see perhaps, maybe Hisoka sees Xenon going toward a team. If he can play an Overwatch position and get that damage in to steal those kills, 
heels away, you're absolutely going to do it because you're not going to be the one in that situation who is in that danger in that firing. That's going to be Xenon. So I imagine we might see a bit more of that. Alternatively, I'm curious to know if they're all going to land together as yeah, well right. or if they're maybe going to want a little more breathing room to just do their own thing. Yeah, that, that's the thing. It's going to depend on the plane line, first and foremost, right? You, you, your plane line could be super variable. That first circle could be fairly variable, and you want to go to whatever the hottest spot is. Mm -hmm. Now, Observatory has been one of those major hot yes. spots on the map for a number of reasons. A, uh, it's the middle of the map. It also is one of the highest points in the map, and you can essentially, not as much as Caldera, but you can climb to the top of that observatory and fly off with your parachute to just about anywhere in most of the radius of the map, especially if you're trying to get to the Almazra City or otherwise. And it's a great start. Exactly. It has everything you need in an initial drop zone, and it has everyone there that you ideally want to be able to take down. So I'm not surprised. But it also it really can depend on the line, too. Like, for example, we saw it. They all went hydroelectric last game because that line wasn't really conducive to going somewhere like observatory, even if it is such a hot drop because, well... You know, no one else is going to go yeah. there. And so why are you going there? So it'll depend on how the map loads in. Obviously, all these players, they are searching for games right now. We'll switch over once they get into that map. But I can't recall, aside from when we have the $100,000 solo YOLO, where you have an entire lobby of individuals playing against each other, I don't know if we've seen something of this size in something like a 1v1v1v1. Yeah, no, definitely not. I, I think there's some, been some online tournaments that were 1v1v1v1, and, and but it's not often that you see this format because it's very difficult, to be frank. Like, yes. from a viewer perspective, once we get into this game, you guys are going to be able to see this where uh, you're going to have to play very, very slow in patience. And it's hard when you're playing for $500 to be patient, right? I mean, even some of these players that have won 70K plus, right? I think Ahsoka's overall earnings up to over $80,000. He's inside the top 30 overall earnings period ever in Warzone history. So a really cool stat, but even still, you want to win on main stage and you want to win now. So sometimes you rush some of those fights because you're trying to find max eliminations or you're down by two or three kills and so you try to rush these fights, it's going to come down to patience. That is the key to their success in this map. I'd love to show the stage and see the players kind of loading back in. We've, we've had a blast at LA Comic Con and I can't, of course, thank Subnation enough as well as John who helped us get this whole thing together and, and of course, Activision for helping us make this all happen. You guys, If you guys don't know, by the way, World Cup's going on. I know USA was playing Netherlands not too long ago. I don't know the score of that game. It, I really it, hope they we won. Lost. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we, we yeah, okay. Okay, that's tough. But there are a lot of really cool uh, soccer or football for those at home and maybe across the pond uh, that uh, skins inside the game right now. You can yes. play as Messi. You can play as Pogba. You can play as, uh, I don't remember the third, Neymar maybe? Neymar? Yeah. Yeah, um, so, yeah I have the Messi skin. Uh, yeah, you were talking about how much you're excited about Messi and, and his skin because... And, and the quality of that, I didn't actually realize that the voice lines were all them yeah, too. Yeah, and yeah. I, I don't know why I wouldn't have That's assumed what I was gonna, that. I was going to go to the voice lines. Yes, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of cool stuff in the store that you can go check out. Again, as you said it right, if you're a, a soccer football fan, then please go do that. Uh, those kind of collaborations, those partnerships are very fun yeah. for everyone in the game. And I've actually seen a lot of those skins running around the map when we are playing Warzone ourselves. But again, these players just loading into this lobby, I think taking a bit of time for them to be able to find a match. But it seems like all of them rocking uh, similar skins here as well. I, I don't know if that's intentional. They all decided on, hey, let's just make sure everything across the board, you know, is <laughs> standardized for all of us. But again, as we wait, I'm very curious to know how this is going to turn out. I think if I if I got my way, if I'm being selfish, I want to see everyone in double digits in a very tight race. Yeah, well, I would love to see hot traps. I mean, I think yeah. there, there is that patience is a virtue thing. And I think I will continue to say that. We will continue to talk about it. But also. But also, I think some of our players, I think Tupac in particular, 
Taylor yeah. that may just drop hot and say, oh, yeah, we'll just risk it for the biscuit and see what happens, right? Uh, it's certainly possible. But uh, w- I would love if we can, could we take a look at the stage and see some of the players as they're kind of getting loaded in? And uh, we'll, we'll let the kind of stage speak for itself. It, it has been so cool to be at Comic-Con, be on the main stage, get the players all here. I know some of our players drove a couple hours to get here, and uh, it, it really appreciate them making it out uh, for this event because uh, we've had such a blast getting them here, talking to them, getting them prepped, and then, of course, being able to put on this show. Well, it can be an intimidating but exciting prospect, right? If you're sitting here and you get that opportunity to come to a land, maybe as we heard, it's your first ever Warzone land or maybe your first land in general. Because again, we talk about someone like Tupac. If you're in the more multiplayer side of Call of Duty, you most likely have been on a LAN or two in your lifetime. Maybe it's challengers on the pro side or or, or otherwise, maybe even in the professional scene. But when it comes to Warzone, a lot of them have not yet had that opportunity. And that was something that I was so thrilled about. Also, the fact that it's at Comic-Con is maybe one of the coolest things I've ever done because there's so many people here. We're in the West Hall right now here in the LA Convention Center. Of course, you also have that South Hall. There's so much happening. And personally, after this, I am very excited to go explore. Yeah, we'll get to roam around and uh, and see some of our favorite. I, I think the, the you said the Hobbits were here, right? Elijah Wood is Sam here. So, yeah. Frodo are in the building. <laughs> That's amazing. All right, back to Warzone. Last map, $500 on the line, and we are in that map in the pregame lobby now. They found the match. The question is, who's going to come out on top? Let's head over to the gameplay and see what's going to happen because uh folks we got 40 seconds or so until the final map of the day wherever you're watching this broadcast from thank you for tuning in whether it's on Subnations channel if it's on one of our players channel thank you so much this has been such a blast and we're looking forward to future events well right now this is what we're taking a look at hasoka staying warm here in the pregame lobby sage just hanging out you know sometimes you just want to get on top of the water tower kick back your feet and consider the fact that you made two thousand dollars in about an hour yeah i think that's a good start that's what i was gonna say i mean especially if you 2-0 pretty quickly i mean that second map went about you know 10 12 minutes i mean that's a great saturday in the office right two thousand dollars a piece i mean we'll add that to the overall earnings on warzone earnings right we'll 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 talk about this on the podcast maybe bring one of our winners on who knows we've uh we might have to have someone i know we've had sage on previously we've had hisoka as well but here we go they're getting ready to do the drop in the final map this is a free-for-all no one is your friend everyone is your enemy and you are hoping that you can earn individually the $500 bounty prize for the final map of the comic-con tournament keep in mind if you're just tuning in now we had sage and xenon take down tupac and hisoka 2-0 both extremely close maps i believe a one or two kill difference in each of them but now it is a 1v1 v1 V1, whoever has the highest amount of kills in this map gets another $500 in their pocket. Yeah, super excited about it. It looks like Hydroelectric is going to be the drop spot for Tupac as he's flying in. And we're going to swing over to Xenon's perspective, dropping in a similar area. Uh, Gas station first drop, not surprising. I called it out. The best spot to find loot is gas station, but it's going to be contested because some of our public lobby players have learned it. Xenon, in a ton of trouble, is our first to drop. Found a self-revive immediately. But this is the cool thing about this new game. You also have this kind of interrogation that can happen. This other public lobby player has interrogated Xenon and said, where are your teammates? Did you drop together? Not knowing that he's playing in a 1v1v1v1 for $500. Xenon. The short end of the stick here, the first one to go down. But Tupac, 
alongside, actually, I think it is just Tupac, the only one with a kill so far. Everyone else sitting on those goose eggs. Xenon, though, again, potential here for him to be able to get two kills in the gulag. Pop continuing to loot, but as we, I think, swing through some of these POVs, Pop continuing to loot. Let's take a look at Hisoka. Now, he is downtown by High Rise. As we talk about it, on the other side of this building, actually, is that Yum Yum store that I mentioned. <laughs> okay. So people will usually end at top High Rise or they will go down there because it is very loot rich. It has a ton of money to be able to get your hands on. But here we go. Xenon, this is not where you want to fall because you are out of this $500 very, very early. You cannot make it out of this oh, gulag and well, only a sliver of a plate, but does actually pick up the tri-vest in this gulag, trying to take a moment to just get himself topped off. Does just that. His teammate staying alive as well. Very useful. Sometimes you're a flip of a coin on how helpful your teammate is going to be in these gulags. Pushes through the smoke mid-map. Finds one, cracks the armor, can't convert just yet. Flies around the corner. There we go. Now into that 1v1 situation for all of the money. A $500 1v1 Xenon fighting through right now. Gets the cracks, gets it done. Beautiful headshots. Doesn't matter if you got the low ground. Xenon now with two. Tupac as well, also with two. Hisoka and Sage still searching. Yeah, I gotta say that was those were some crispy shots with those that are confident the shots <laughs> because he is completely exposed and all he's seeing is shoulders and a head. Oh, Hisoka's elected to take this heavy chopper, one of the new vehicles in Warzone 2. Uh, it's a cool vehicle, but it is it's very slow. slow. <laughs> you can get to the high ground positions with the god spots. But it hovers. It's, yeah, that's exactly what he's going to do. He's going to hop up into the air. He's going to hover. Oh, it does look like Xenon's out. Xenon has gone down off screen. He's already backed out of the game, and he's he's falling. I can't even show it. Look, I'll show. He's over on Discord. I'm not even going to swing to that perspective. He's gone. We we missed it, and Hisoka was up in the heavy chopper, and, uh, and, and Xenon's he out of it. Now, had a hot drop. Yeah, he went back in, and I respect it too. You've already won two thousand dollars. Oh, let's, you have to. You let's go stay hot and spicy. Uh, still, huge congratulations to Xenon, but he is out. So we've got Sage, we've got Hasoka, and we've got Tupac left, and it looks like Sage is in a bit of trouble. Sage no. did a bit of trouble trying to search for these players, but well, Easy. maybe he's actually the trouble yep. at this point as he finally gets on the board. Hasoka still searching, and it's going to be Tupac again with the two kill lead. But as we talk about, right, one hundred and four people in this lobby, so many more to work your way through, but you see that they are being very cautious. Another down here, up in that second story window, another make it too. If you can turn that for Tupac, he will have four kills. You can see a couple players a little bit nearby, but they have to be so very careful in how they approach every single gunfight, which is why you're going to see them playing so much more cautious than you might be used to because, well, you don't have any teammates to help you with anything you're doing. Now, Tupac trying to figure out exactly where these players are. Spots yep. one. Nice job in the corner, oh, but somehow no. can't actually get the shots in. I believe that might be the difference of that headshot multiplier. It is very, very unforgiving. And he wow. will now, with neither of those two downs, head to the gulag to hopefully get them back here with a two-piece Ahsoka still on a goose egg. Sage still on one. Yeah, but again, patience is a virtue. It looks like Ahsoka and Sage are the only two that haven't headed to the gulag yet at this point. Of course, Xenon is out of it, so it's down to three players. A 1v1v1 for $500. So Ahsoka's going to play the safe game for now and has high ground position. 
a UAV has been popped, so the ton of information, and there's a lot of people in Al-Mazra City. The question is, does he have the weapons to take care of them? And it does look like he's going to kind of full send off the top and try to go get involved, because albeit he is down in player account, overall kills, it's not by much. He's found one elimination. We're going to head over after that kill to see Tupac in the Gulag, because this is make or break. This is an opportunity for it to be a 1v1 for 500, or keep Tupac in the game. Again, it is 2v2 inside the Gulag. You have your teammate to help you. It doesn't look like Tupac's going to need it, though. Has found one. A grenade finds him down a little bit lower, but enough plates in pocket to cook a grenade over the corner. Doesn't connect, but is able to crack the shield. The ball player that he's playing with will grab that kill, but it does mean Pac's right back into the lobby. I'm actually surprised at the cooked nade he had there. And what I say when I mean cooked is that he had that frag grenade. He holds it in his hand for about two beats so that when he throws it, it explodes faster on that target, yeah. giving them less time to get away from the blast. I think maybe it might have, might have missed it a little bit. Maybe that player just got out of range. I thought it was going to hit and convert with those shots he then put in. But no, his teammate gets it. But hey, maybe a little easier breathing after the tragedy of that gulag in Matt 2 that ended up losing them the game. But now he will have three. I do believe Sage still at one. And hey, Ahsoka on the board as well. But Tupac... In a 1v1v1 now, a two-kill lead is actually going to be fairly substantial. Sees one on top of him, though, but this could spell uh -oh. disaster, and it does. Tupac, unfortunately, you are done. You are out. Lands at the wrong spot. Now, it is a 1v1 for $500. Sage and Hisoka, unless somehow both of them die. Right, exactly. Before they can tie three kills, then Tupac can take it. Okay. So Tupac down, Hasoka on one, Sage on one. The score to beat is three. Now, the, again, this is exactly what I expected from a 1v1v1v1 yes. in Almazra. This is such a difficult map to win 1v4s on, especially when you don't play the game a ton. Sage going to go for high ground, but on the off screen, Hasoka has down one, grabs the full elimination. That's now two. He's one away from tying the leader overall question is, can he find another? And the answer is almost. He's able to crack shields, loses his plates in the process, and he says, I'm not worried. Was going to push the advantage, and with the UAV in the air, it doesn't look like the player that he's on his opposite has any teammates, so he should be able to win this. He's able to plate back up as well. You can only assume his opponent has done the same. He runs into the building. Finnick wins those every day of the week. Hasoka wins those every day of the week. Hasoka alive and currently tying the leader with three eliminations. And we can see, actually, it looks like Sage is getting involved over here in a stronghold. I believe these are all AIs. He was see able to get um, He was able movement. to get one, though. Yep. So it's now going to be Hisoka with three, as you said, tied with Pac. So if he falls here, three is still the kills to beat. But if he can get one more, he will set the standard now for the $500 1v1 Sage down one kill, but a stronghold like this, it can be a great way to catch players unaware who might be in a compromised position, as you can see here from dealing with the AI. But at the same time, well, if someone crawls up in your face, you're happy to say hello. That was an AI, by the way, you can tell, because, well, oh <laughs> he's God. still sitting at those two kills, but he knows someone is in there, and he's now going to make this push. Does it pay off for Sage? He's seeing if he can see anything around the corner. Will drop that mine, hoping to get something for it. Again, so many tags on to that player. But it's, you got to be cautious, right? You know, realistically, he wants to fly. Well, at this person, thing, but he's too. not going to take a chance either. E even if this isn't a real person, which I do believe there might be one still left in here because he was able to grab a knock. If you kill 10 AI, I believe, in a stronghold that has already been taken, there you go. He already grabbed those eliminations. He can actually go get loadout right now. Yes. So as long as he doesn't die from some of these AI or potentially a, a player inside this building, he can grab his loadout and he's going to have an advantage in this map. So he obviously has some map awareness. He's already played tournaments on this map in the first two weeks. He, he's learned from them. He's going to grab his loadout and get involved. And he also has a ton of airstrikes. 
Rex in his backpack, by the way. And I think uh, Hisoka as well, what he's doing is he's doing the safe cracking. It's a, it's essentially the new age scab, yeah, if right. you will, from uh, from Warzone 1.0. You pick it up and it says, hey, here's three safes in a relatively close distance. So you usually anywhere from 100 to 250 meters away. You go, you plant an explosive, it blows up and you get a lot of goodies and a lot of cash, that being the key. And what you do with it, as you can see from Ahsoka, is you get that money and you go and you get your close range guns and something like this, no surprise, you're going to want to get that SMG for that comfortability, especially considering how chaotic a lot of these close range fights are going to be. And when you're in somewhere like downtown, if that's where the high density amount of players is, you are going to be in close situations, in hallways, in rooms, up in stairwells. It's going to get really, really messy. You're going to want to have your tried and true SMG in your hand when you try and make those pushes. Uh, Precision airstrike to try to help himself out. Looks like a few AI still underneath that are causing him a bit of trouble. And again, you also it's very difficult to figure out whether or not you're you're getting hunted by real players because as you can see on your screen right now, he actually is getting hunted and it's triple bar threat, which means there are real players nearby. So anything that moves, shoot it. If it's a duck, shoot it. It doesn't matter what it is. Take a shot because you can't risk that being a real person. And these AI can pack a punch if you're not careful. So Sage is going to continue to just fire on everything he can because there is a team hunting them uh, him is in particular and they are close now hasoka you're hoping you see that triple threat on sage and you're saying please let the full quad push him please yeah, let yeah. them take him down well, that sent him too. to the gulag unless they well, are was a getting real person. their ankles broken there we go that'll be sage now tied with hasoka and pock at three kills while pock is full dead in this now 1v1 that's gonna be another enemy down sage setting the pace now with four kills staying alive and the bounty is averted he's able to survive it has a ton of cash to show for it and look at that you don't often see someone in Warzone 2.0 with $23,000. Yeah, that's a lot of money for Sage now that he's found all of that. He can do essentially with, with it whatever he would like. He's going to well find another elimination, not even use any of that money. UAV's galore, by the way, as it does look like Hasoka was just able to clean up a kill off screen. He's continuing flying around with a UAV active in Almazra City. He has the high ground. He is making sure he has the advantage in every encounter. He finds a six, looking for a seven. He's going to go ahead and clean up that kill to make sure he gets it, but no, he's going to fall. He's got to self-revive. If he can get this off before the player flies down on him, no, Hisoka will fall. He does, I believe, still have his gulag, so... He uh, got the kill as yeah. well. He did, I, I believe, yes, he did enough damage to that player that he was able to bleed out Oof. before anyone could assist him. So now, just like that, Sage going in for the same thing, will be able to tie things up. 6-6 six, six here. Hasoka now taking his turn in the gulag. Keep in mind, I believe Sage now, the only one who has not gone, but Hisoka, this is where you are going to want to get those two kills because we've seen it. That two-kill cushion is very pivotal in a situation like this where it is a free-for-all. And now you don't want to have to wait either. You are very impatient wow. yeah. because you are paying attention to what is happening with Sage. You are going to see if he's getting those kills. And you have to unfortunately just sit <gasps> here and twiddle no. your thumbs. Sage, though, goes down and, well, he has that LA Thieves skin <laughs> on top of him. No and way they're going to let him player, up. Let oh, him get no, up and <laughs> said, oh, you thought I was going to be nice? I'm sorry, sir. Goodbye. Take a walk. Sage will now take his turn in the gulag. Hisoka, though, he is the one on the screen. Gets one. That puts him on seven. You're going to want to look for that two-piece. He's going to find it around the corner, yeah, and he gets no it problem. done. Beautiful job from Hisoka. Best-case scenario realized. Now, Sage, can he do the same thing? Six to eight in favor of Hisoka. We have Team Diverge versus 
omit and things are looking real crazy right now goes for one no goes problem. for two and that's why they are some of the best eight to eight tie ball game for five hundred dollars folks this is gonna be a close one both players fighting for their lives in their gulags and winning the one v twos and maybe their teammate helped out a little bit but they were both able to grab both of the eliminations in the gulag both on eight total eliminations now the money is the only thing different between these two players right you've got it looks like a total of 13 $15,750 still on the side of Sage. But again, if either player pops the UAV, it's going to help both, right? And you can see Sage has picked up the helicopter to try to get to the new location, maybe get some better weapons and move about this map a bit quicker. And on the other side, Hisoka is just kind of looting up in some of these buildings, trying to find some cash because he, he doesn't have a lot in comparison. He does not have a lot in comparison. And the real difference that's going to make at this point in time is the fact that one of them is going to be able to get those guns and buy them, and one of them's not. But now it's Ahsoka's turn to be in the blender. Take a look. He is now being hunted. He's at a two threat. And there you go. You pop that UAV, see exactly where this team is coming from. Wow. He's going to drop that mortar strike on him. Lucky for him, it looks like there might only be, I believe, I think three players yeah, there. Right. So he'll be in a 1v3. He's able to no get the problem. first down, converts it right away. Beautiful job isolating those ones. And now a much more manageable 1v2. If he can wait for them to make a mistake, get some tags on armor, not able to convert it into anything substantial. Nice job from him whipping around, using those audio cues, figuring out exactly where they're coming from. And well, they have no idea what's hitting them. The drill charge through the wall, not going to connect with anything, but he's now in a 1v1 sitting at 10k looking for his 11th and again just being so very cautious you do not want to take that risk when you do not have the guarantee and these are oh, all yeah. $500 kills we see Sage do it we see Hasoka do it in kind 11 now for him a three kill gap over Sage yeah, a huge momentum swing on the side of Ahsoka. Sage, of course, was going to a buy station because he had so much money. He could just buy both of his weapons if he set up his classes correctly. So now he's got his loadout weapons. Ahsoka says, I'm going to grab the loadout on the ground, and it's no problem. I'm going to win my gunfight. I'm going to find another one out in the open. Make it four. Total of 12 on his side. A four-kill lead for $500. Ahsoka is not slowing down. The UAVs have been popped by both players, and Ahsoka wins yet oh. again. Another gunfight, a tough one, especially through the rails but that's 13 for ahsoka i think at this point he says give me every single bounty in the map i will farm all the poor souls who come near me because i am playing for money he is in the lead now 500 in his pocket if he can get this done and the fact that he has now extended this to a five kill lead is absolutely massive considering there's only 34 other players in this map however ahsoka i'm not quite sure i would need to be able to see that inventory perhaps i do not know if he has a self-revive he does not so when he's taking fights like you just saw, that is very risky. But hey, sometimes these players, when you are confident, when you are feeling yourself, you're going to be able to do some wild things on the map and against these other opponents. Now, Sage, you're going to have to start getting some ground right now. He's over in the oil field trying to see if he can find anyone. Not a great place to loot necessarily, but it looks like he is aware that someone is very close by. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing too. Like a self-revive is nice, but it's really only nice if you're taking long-range encounters, right? Like if you go down from a snipe 
Skype or something like that, and you can self-revive, you can get back into the action. Uh, Ahsoka is saying, hey, I don't need a self-revive, or if I don't have one at the very least, I need to push the equation, and I either need to take fights uh, up close and personal, or where I know I'm going to win it. He hears the audio cue, grabs a 15, should be able to find 16. Yes, that oh, kill no. does come through. It is now a double-digit lead, nearly a double-digit lead, an eight-kill lead overall, 16 to eight, as Sage himself is continually trying to catch up, but those dual-wield pistols at close range, uh, they're just dynamic. They're and, disgusting. The Akimbos are <laughs> one of my least favorite uh, um, weapons against. in yeah. meta when they are in meta to have to deal with because especially when you consider the headshot multiplier you just disappear you blink and you said what's was someone there was I in a gunfight I didn't yeah, even right, know I was fighting right. someone you're just gone but now Sage you have to play catch up as you said it right Hisoka has doubled his score in a 1v1 when you only have 25 people now left Hisoka at this pace you actually don't have to be playing hyper aggressive and making those risky plays you can just sit here and farm people who are walking up over and over and over yep. now at 17 for him. And he's situated so very well. But let's take a look at what's going on with Sage because I do believe he was able to get himself at least one more kill. And he's going to be using this storm right now to his nice. advantage. Nice job. Flies around the corner now at 10, lowering the gap to seven kills. But at the same time, we talk about it. It was eight to 16. So yes, you're down by eight, but you've only managed to cut it by one. Sage is going to have to keep going. But Hasoka, this is what I love. He's using that camera to try and get a beat on exactly where these people are so that he can swing on over and get those kills. Yeah, that's the thing too. Like he he's not afraid to mark them too for himself because it doesn't look like Sage is close by, but Sage almost falls, does win the gunfight as we swing over perspectives. He's found his way to 12 total eliminations. It's now a five kill game for $500. Ahsoka continually marking players nearby. Sage still playing on the outer ring of the zone. These are two kind of contrasting strategies. You can hold players on the edge of zone or you can already be inside of the zone in the god spot so that you can win most of those gunfights, especially in a 1v1v1v1 when you're playing solo quads. I like Hisoka's strategy better, but ultimately it just comes down to what can you execute on and until you win your ones, like right? And, and both players are doing exactly that. Right, and at this point, you're only going to have ones, right? You don't yeah. have anyone there to back you up. You're all on your own. So this is where it gets to that high-pressure position. Now, having that eight-kill lead was great because you can give Sage some kills. You've created such a large buffer that you're not going to be particularly worried when you see him picking up one Another or two. One. Wow. But now, once again, he's on the move, just trying to get a beat here. And you say, why is he doing this? Well, we've already talked about it. A, you are going to make it that much more safe to be able to push those players, know exactly where they are, so you're not just flying into buildings buildings with abandon but look at this sage and hisoka well they are right next to each other as well every single player they will be fighting against they will also be fighting each other for the kills we said it before we even went into the map can you steal those kills away uh -oh. from your opponent and hisoka oh. he's in a dangerous situation he doesn't have any blades he has less than half his health dolphin diving through the windows to get away dolphin diving across the ground and well it works out for him gives him a bit of breathing room here to play it up while sage continues to look for opponents yeah, Hisoka, as we swing over his perspective, was able to stay alive. Didn't quite have a drill charge this time around, but the Simtech should zone off his opponent. He's playing this masterfully. You have to isolate your ones. The smoke grenades are something we're seeing constantly in these 2v2s and 1v1v1v1s. Oh, man, that is a lot of words to say quickly. But because it allows you to relocate and reassess the fight from a different angle, it allows you to kind of separate yourself from their opponents where they can't see you. It is a great usage. And it's really not something we saw used a lot in the other two maps of Warzone.
Yeah, that's very true. And again, we talk about it. The, the design of the map can deeply, and the pacing as well of play on that map, can very deeply impact the tacticals and the lethals you're going to be using, case in point. What we've been seeing out of things like these smokes. Hisoka, great job out of him to be able to stay alive there and move around. But now Sage, he's able to get one. That's 14. He's reduced it now from eight to just three. Hisoka still with a lead, but not feeling very comfortable about it anymore. And well, you only have 13 other players in this lobby. Hisoka can get it done, but he's going to need to find some. He gets some tags in, breaks the armor, gets the down. Can he convert that? Drops a streak on it. It'll be huge if he can. Try wow. and bring that buffer up. And well, that player able to scramble away, but he does get one now sitting at 18 to 14 in favor of Hasoka. 11 players left in this map. $500 will be decided in just the next few moments, but this is where you want to be careful. Gets one. Knows someone's going to be nearby. Thank goodness only two plates. Easy to work your way through when the one with three is around the oh, corner, no. but Hasoka falls. He's able to get one, but he doesn't crucially get the full elimination. Hasoka down with 18 unless Sage is somehow nearby to uh -oh. get some of those kills, but uh -oh. Sage in the blender too and Sage falls if he can't get this self-revive off. It is over. His Soka with $500 in the 1v1v1v1. 18 kills to close it out in fashion. Oh my goodness. We're going to run to the stage. Let's throw the stage up on their screen so that they can see our players' reaction. An incredible win from oh, Hisoka. Wow, wow. $500 to Hisoka's name. Very impressive. We'll see you guys in just a second. Well, ladies and gentlemen, $5,500 has been divvied out overall. Hisoka, we got to get you up on the stage, my man. Over here. That was a clutch win at the Ooh. final moment. Sage, very well done. That was so close at the final second. So you're going to hop in the middle, brother. Uh, first and foremost, how are we feeling? A little $500 bag in the pocket, yeah? yeah? I feel good. You know, something to win today. You know what I mean? But yeah, dude. Hey, look, overall, you guys played fantastic all day today. Both sides in the 2v2 and the 1v1v1. What was your strategy going into the 1v1v1v1? Because different game when you're playing solo quads every single time. Yeah, in 1v1s, you got to really pay patient. Uh, in, two, in twos, you get to you know, go crazy start. You have someone to res you. But in ones, I had zero kills. Everyone else had like three, four. And I was like, I wasn't really tripping because my mid game, I'll catch up. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. We were wondering initially, we saw that. We said, okay, Goose Egg, Pac was in the lead there for a while. Folks start going to the Gulag. And then you went on this heater and you seemed to just find this moment where you were doing such an excellent job, especially with those akimbos, with those dual pistols, getting those long shots, using those streaks as well. Were you nervous at all, though? Because at one point, you have an eight kill lead. You doubled Sage. And then suddenly it's down to just three. Were you getting nervous at all? Well, I knew when I picked up those kills, I could slow down. So Sage had to catch up. So if I died, he would he would have got it for sure. So just me staying alive just strengthens his, his whole win. You know what I mean? So. I love it. Well, really appreciate you coming out. Would love to let yourself shout shout yourself out first and foremost, but also shout out any of the, I know the Team Diverge folks. They've been loud all day today. We got to get a round of applause for our boy Hisoka, but shout out all your people at home. Uh, Twitch.tv, SokaT42, man. Uh, shout out TD on top, man. Team Diverge, baby. And I just want to thank my mom and dad, my number one supporters. Back at home, my mom's with the, my, my little brother's right now taking care of him from home, but you know, she's always in my mind. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much, my friend. You can take Congratulations. a seat. An incredible tournament today. Shout out to LA Comic Con. This place is popping. Thank we got you. people all over the place. Can we get a round of applause for our competitors on thank the you, stage? Thank you, thank, you. thank you so much for being here.
Yeah, thank you as well. Again, so many people to thank. We can't quite go through all of them, but Subnation, Comic-Con, Activision, especially when we brought this idea to them, they were able to move that so fast to make this happen, the first ever Warzone tournament here. Not only first ever land for Warzone 2, but to have it at Comic-Con as well. Truly special to be a part of it alongside my casting duo, Goat. So thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks to Comic-Con. Thanks to Sub Nation. Thanks for John Sin for making this happen, of course. And thank you to our competitors for coming out and competing today. And uh, we got it happen. We made it happen quickly, and we made it happen in, in a great way. So really, uh, thank you to everybody involved. But I also got to give a shout-out, of course, Bot Lobby Podcast. That's the name of this event. Uh, Katie and I, we run a podcast for Warzone called the Bot Lobby Podcast, where we've interviewed nearly every player on this stage already. May have to do an interview with one of our winners again. Where we, It's on YouTube, it's on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you want to find Find us, uh, Bot Lobby Podcast. We're going to be talking about Warzone, and we're going to be talking about Warzone 2.0. We've got a lot of tournaments coming up, and I know Activision's planning on hosting a ton in 2023. But I think that's all we've got. I'm Grandmaster Goge, and you can find me on all major socials. I do a lot of casting, and Katie Bedford, shout yourself out before we close this thing out. Katie Bedford, World Bedford on Twitter, and of course, Katie Bedford on Twitch. We'd love to see you guys. And again, I think what you said best, Goge, was that if you want to hear about more about the stories of these players... Bot Lobby podcast on YouTube. We've interviewed them. You can hear all about it. Well, that's all we have time for, folks. There's a lot of really cool things happening at LA Comic Con, West Hall, South Hall. Go check it out. But until next time, stay tuned and stay frosty. Mm -hmm.